Katya. And I'm Ruth. And we're at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism here in Boston, Massachusetts. And on the internet everywhere, thanks to the power of podcasts. Alright, so we are not doctors, we are herbalists and holistic health educators. Just in case you forgot, we have to make sure we say this part. Yeah. Oh, and also that the ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the United States, so these discussions are for educational purposes only. And remember that everyone's body is different, so the things we're talking about may or may not apply directly to you, but they'll give you some good information to think about and to research more. We want to remind you that good health is your own personal responsibility. The final decision in considering any course of therapy, whether it's discussed on the internet or prescribed by your physician, is always yours. Don't forget. Yay! We won't let you. Don't worry. We did that part. <laughs> check All it right. off the list. Um, you know what I really want to check off the list? Yeah. I want to talk about our books some more. Hey, you should. We have to start off by talking about the book because, seriously, after working so hard on it for so long... It just never gets old seeing that it's a real thing in the world. Even though we only have the proof copy, like, it's so exciting. You've been carrying it with you everywhere. <laughs> I have. I've been carrying it with me everywhere. So today I thought that I would read um, a paragraph about ashwagandha. So on page 60, there's a, a short monograph about ashwagandha, which, as we have mentioned in earlier podcasts, is one of my favorite plants. And this is one paragraph about it. Ashwagandha might be translated as the strength of a thousand horses, but its action is quite a bit more gentle and foundational than the image conjured up by that translation. Unlike more stimulating herbs, such as ginseng or eleuthero, ashwagandha is a slow, restorative builder. There's no big rush of energy, which means there's no corresponding crash of energy when it runs out. Instead, Each day, you have a little more resilience than the day before, until after a while, you feel like your old self again. Ashwagandha is particularly appropriate in cases of extended exhaustion, depletion, and deficiency, Uh, which I can attest to not just in our clients, but also personally in my own body. (laughs) And I think that's always the best advice. But anyway, um, so there you go. There's some stuff about ashwagandha from our book, and you can pre-order our book Right now, if you want to, it's on Amazon. It's Herbal Medicine for Beginners by Katya Swift and Rin Madura. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can just look for it on Amazon and pre-order it, and it will arrive automatically on your doorstep on May 15th. Pretty cool. Yay. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Should we get started for the week? Let's do it. Okay. So for this week, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about movement with you guys. So I think I might have mentioned a while back that I got uh, certified as a MoveNet Level 1 trainer, and I was really excited about that, Um, in large part just because it was a fun weekend and it was a chance to hang out with other people and move around and just kind of play like that for a little while. So that felt really good. Rin has a long history of movement arts. He taught martial arts for a long time. In fact, you taught me martial arts. For a while, yeah. Um, I was in his class, <laughs> and Elsie um, uh, was not in his class. No, I hadn't met her yet. Hi, Elsie. She totally would have rocked it, though. Um, yeah, so I did that. I mean, way back in high school, I ran cross-country for a while, and I was uh, pretty into that. And you did a lot of the scout work, and you've been doing a lot of the natural movement stuff lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, a few different things uh, here and there. 
Um, but uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed about... Oh, and Circus, we completely forgot to tell them that you used to hang from the ceiling. Yeah, some Circus Arts, you know. There's some really great schools here in Boston, and um, actually some old friends of mine uh, founded the one that I uh, took a bunch of classes at, and those guys are fantastic. If you're in the Boston area, then check out uh, Esh Aerial Arts. Yeah. Uh, and um, The whole family has taken classes there. We really recommend it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but... Much love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Um, what I've been playing with a lot lately is, is kind of different movement flows or little um, sequences of things kind of based on the, the sort of move that approach. And um, today I was uh, playing with one outside that I just wanted to try and talk you through and, and share with you a little bit. Um, so I've been really tense lately. <laughs> for the last few days, I've, I've you know, uh, tension is sort of a default state for me. Um, when, you know, when we think about things from the herbal perspective, we think about constitution and I'm definitely on the dry and the tense side. Uh, those are kind of undisputable. The hot, cold axis that moves around for me, but the others, they're pretty, they're pretty fixed, um, in my makeup. So, um, oftentimes I'll get problems that have, have a, or sort of a root state of exaggerated tension. And I've been having like twitches and shakes and other stuff for the past couple of days because it's been really way out there. So um, I kind of took today to try a bunch of different things that I know help me to release tension and to relax. I have definitely been taking a bunch of herbs all day today <laughs> um, and uh, also moving around. So this is the thing that I find to be really necessary if I'm going to actually release tension. Um, the herbs are super important and really you know, make this a lot more effective and, uh, and, and deep. But um, for my body, I need to actually get get up out of my chair and stretch a bit if I want to relax. You know, that's I could... not just your body; that's everybody's body, actually. Yeah. And this is a big reason why we're always talking about holistic herbalism because if all we did was give you a bunch of herbs, then like that's great, but that's only part of the story. And it's not just because you have a tense body. I mean, it's the same for me. I have a lax body, and you know, the opposite of tense is um, is lax or laxity. And and you know, for me too, when I've been too sedentary, I I also have to get up and move around. Not optional. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> cool. So um, one of the places that I tend to carry a lot of tension is down in my lower back, and. It's not that things are injured or, or damaged or even weak down there necessarily. It's just that they can, they can get really locked down and then uh, it can feel a little restricted and sometimes painful. So um, there's a few different things I've found that are helpful for when that happens. And, uh, you know, if you have any yoga practice or um, even you know, actually within circus arts or other kinds of movement, it's pretty common for people to hear about cat and cow. So these are like yoga things, you know, if you're going to be on your hands and knees... And just kind of like try to let your belly hang down as low as possible and then kind of get into the shape where you arch your back up and draw your belly button real close to your spine and do that for a moment and just kind of alternate back and forth. So you might have had some experience with that. I find that very helpful, um, but I also recently realized that this other kind of movement is, is also really good for when I have that particular kind of tension pattern. So Wait, before you start, you guys, this is so funny. Rin is on the floor as he's saying this, like starting to move and do the things that he was just describing to you. And Elsie has taken that as a cue to go and raid her toy basket and get out some toys because she wants to do movement too. And that's 
She loves to do that. When we get on the floor and move, <laughs> she wants to get on the floor and move. So the um, rustling and and thumping that you hear in the background is Elsie playing yeah. along. <laughs> if, she, if she grabs her big rope with the heavy knots on it, she might kind of thump that around a little bit. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, she loves to play when I move. Um, yeah, so... Um, all right, so this this thing I've been talking about, if you were standing and you got down into a, a deep knee bend position, um, which might be set sort of what you instinctively think of when people tell you to squat down, this is what a lot of people in the U.S. anyway tend to do, um, but it's different from what we, we would um, refer to as a squat, because here you're just up on the balls of your foot, so your heels aren't on the ground. Your knees, uh, if you were to draw a plumb line down from your knee, then where that touches the ground, it would actually be several inches in front of your toes. Um, whereas with a more ideal kind of a squat, um, or a more like with that specific term, you would have your heels on the ground, um, you would be trying to untuck your pelvis as much as possible, and you'd probably have your feet pretty widely spaced, and your feet and your knees more or less pointed to the front. So it's kind of the... And your knees kind of over your feet, not out. Right, like yeah. Like, directly in a line with your feet. Right, again, if you were to drop that plumb line, so... Of course, you said that this is an ideal squat, and that's such a problematic phrase because, like, in any moment of exercise philosophy, like, the trends kind of shift from time to time, and right now, this is a very popular movement because it's a move... It's a shape that our bodies are really deficient in hmm. and so it's a it's kind of like a vitamin supplement like a movement supplement and so a lot of people are talking about the need to squat in this manner and that's where we get this concept that like this is the ideal squat yeah yeah i totally got that that concept you know and because we had we had started to learn about alignment and movement and the katie bowman stuff and a bunch of things and learn to do this kind of a proper squat you know effect, <laughs> uh, effectively and um, got comfortable with that and sort of along the way had fallen out of the habit of doing the, the I don't know, American style or whatever you call the it. Wrong the squat. wrong squat. <laughs> In MoveNet, we call this a deep knee bend, right? So you're, I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty good description because you can't really bend your knees any deeper than this. It's as deep as you can get. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, but yeah, I had totally absorbed that, like, yeah, don't, don't ever really squat down in that, in that deep knee bend position because um, it's going to pull your pelvis under and it's going to put a lot of strain on your knees and your hips and it does do those things that's true but this is also a useful position sometimes and it's definitely one that I spent a lot of time in um, in martial arts practice and I've seen this in not just the style that I used to do but also in you know you see it in Tai Chi you see it in Kung Fu you see it in lots of different places so uh, a lot of times you're sort of looking for a tactical advantage by getting as low as possible and you know getting down into this shape is a good place to start for and that. And it's one you can spring up out of pretty, because you're yeah. really coiled there. You could jump up from here. So. Yeah. Anyway, the ideal movement in any given moment is the movement that you need right now. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's one of the things that, again, I appreciated about the movement yeah. instructor we had, because he was talk, he actually did that. He was like, so is this a bad squat? And everybody was sort of like, yeah, wait, hang on, are you trying to trick us? <laughs> and, and he totally was, because he was like, this isn't bad, it's just functional, right? You know, you can, you can do a lot from here. And he showed like four or five different ways to just be low to the ground and like one foot out in front or out to the side or or way over here like you might need that at some point and being able to get down there efficiently and to work from there and get it to other places that's really valuable so all of that was to say uh that's where you're going to (laughs) start so um this is a position that 
can be a little bit difficult, especially if you've had any problems with your, well, your whole leg really, like your ankles, your knees, your hips. If things have been extremely tight for you there, or if there's been a replacement of any kind or surgery or anything, this may not be a position for you. Uh, and if we were in person, we could find ways to modify this sequence for you to, to come out of it replace. But if you can get down into that deep knee bend position, then start there. And then um, what you're going to do to start out with is try to touch your knees to the floor lightly as possible um, without throwing all of your weight onto them. And so to do this, I find it helpful to lean back a little bit with my torso. Like from my hips up, I'm allowing my body to lean back a little bit. Um, your head stays pretty much neutral, um, so it's going to bend a, uh, at the neck a little bit as you're leaning back. Just trying to let your knees drift down lightly touch the floor, and then come back up into that deep knee bend position. So as he's doing this, it looks really graceful and easy, and he's not shaking or wobbling or losing his balance at all. And I was like, I can totally do that. That looks so easy. And then I tried it before we started recording this, and it was neither graceful nor unwobbly. It, it was definitively wobbly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was one of the things from the from the move that seminars I've been to, I was like, wow, that's actually really hard. I want to practice that until it's not hard anymore. Um, and so I'm still kind of, you know, working on it, but uh, it, is, it is kind of fun to do that and just sort of, again, just try to like drift with it, not, not to throw your weight around, but just sort of like lightly touch down and come back. So when you've done that a few times, then you can alternate and you can put one leg out in front of you and just rest the heel on the ground, so let the toes be up and uh, just basically stretch that out. You can um, kind of like wiggle your hips around a little bit while you're here on these two points of support. You might feel a stretch down the whole hamstring. You can emphasize that by pulling the toes back towards your body a little bit as you, as you hang out there. But I'm mostly right now interested in the transition between the deep knee bends with both, you know, balls of the feet right under your center of gravity. So where you just pick one side up, put it out in front of you and set the heel on the ground. And make that transition back and forth, switching legs each each side a couple of times, and try to see how still and centered you can be as you do that. And while when he does it, he's particularly balanced and graceful and doesn't wobble um, and doesn't have to put any hands on the floor, when I do it, I do wobble and I do have to put hands on the floor, but I can do it. And so I would just say, feel free to hold on to something while you're doing this. Yeah, totally. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and just add another piece of support there, right? And you've got three spots of connection instead of two. It's always going to make that easier. But you can still get a lot of the movement that we're interested in here. So as you're doing this, um, especially when you've got that leg forward, you might also even want to lean forward towards that, uh, towards that foot or towards those toes a little bit and really extend that stretch down the back of the hamstring from the whole back, the calf, the whole back of the leg. Um, for me, that feels really good. That's a nice way to get that stretch. And... I always seem to need a lot of different ways to stretch out my hamstrings. Um, so I like that this one can be in the context of, like, I'm moving around, I'm going back and forth, I'm not hanging out in that same position for 30 seconds. But I can just kind of, like, put my leg out in front, reach down, grab the, grab the toes, come back. And then um, alternate sex, or steps and have, like, extend the leg, bring it back, touch both knees to the floor, bring them up, extend the other leg, bring it back touch both knees down and bring it back up. 
I just kind of play with you, that for a little while. You kind of look like one of those Russian dancers. Just in slow motion, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I aspire to be like those guys someday. They're wicked awesome. <laughs> um, so, again, this is just like a, a small piece, and we would, uh, in a session, probably just play with that for like 30 seconds or maybe a minute. You know, it takes way longer to explain than to do. Um, so you don't want this to get to a point where you're getting too fatigued to be efficient or effective anymore. Um, but just to play around, see what that feels like. And for me, I do get some particular kind of stretching and movement and release in my lower back that way that um, feels really nice and just feels a little bit more kind of like active and upright than the, the whole hands and knees cat and cow thing. So it's kind of a different way to access a similar kind of feeling, at least for me. One thing that I really like about that sequence is that, first off, you did not sweat to do that, even though you were just doing it for like the entire time you were describing it. You're not sweaty. And secondly, you did not ever actually get on the ground. Right. So if you work somewhere that you can't just get on the ground and do some stretching, and, or you wear clothing that you don't want to be sweaty in because you have a meeting coming up or whatever, mm-hmm. like... The biggest thing about movement is like this idea of working all day and then going to the gym for 45 minutes after work It is less beneficial than inserting some movement throughout the day. And this is something that you could do once an hour. You just do like three reps. You didn't sweat. You didn't like get on the floor. You didn't any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Nobody even saw you. You were in your cube. and Yeah. And if it's... And if it's difficult, and if particularly the balance portion of it is a little tricky, then that's fine. That's no problem at all. That's one of the major things that you're actually working with in this position. Um, A lot of the the low stances are really going to rely a lot on the development of balance. And that's um, a lot of that is something that's more, let's say, like more neurological than just straight muscular. Like there needs to be a sort of engagement chain or a, a pattern of connections between the the different muscles that are helping work together to enable you to stay there and a lot of that is just sort of waking up communications Mm. um so you don't actually necessarily have to sweat and you know work out super hard in order to develop that so you will see improvement happen you know after a a couple of days of practice You you were mentioning that this is a thing you like to do to help when you have back tension yeah and not to say it'd be the only exercise or whatever for my day like I would do some spiral movements with the hips and whatever and like find a bunch of different ways to activate it but I found like having more options is always better and like you said this is that way you don't get bored yeah oh and I wanted to say like I do have a video of this um that I took today a little earlier so um we'll put that up on our Instagram you can bounce over there and check that out if you'd like we put it on the website too with, with the podcast yeah yeah, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the idea, yeah. That's how you say that, right? In podcast land. That's the way. <laughs> anyway, yes. you were saying about tension in the low back, and um, I wanted to share a formula that we have on page 140 in our book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you should, called you it. It's called The Spine's Fine Tincture, and I'm not going to tell you everything that's in the formula because that would be giving it away. Mm-hmm the big secret. Um, but I do want to, I do want to talk about a couple of herbs that are in here. And the first one is Solomon seal. That's the root of Solomon seal. And it is so awesome 
Oh my God, Solomon Seal, how much I love you. So excellent for building flexibility, for helping to keep your joints um, supple and lubricated at the right, like at the ideal amount, not not too damp so that they're like rheumatic, but not so dry either, like just nice and Goldilocks, all your joints in that Goldilocks place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also... Uh, Solomon Seal is really beautiful for mental flexibility and adaptability as well, which I think is really applicable to learning new physical actions, especially when we're talking about something that is difficult and involves some balance and involves maybe some new neural pathways. Because it can be frustrating to be like, wow, I can't do this. It feels kind of, you know embarrassing that I can't do it or maybe I'm just putting my own feelings on this but sometimes I get I get feeling that way yeah some people might feel frustrated or you know it might even express as like suddenly I feel really bored with this because I can't do it sometimes that's a defense mechanism yeah that people into <laughs> movement practices yeah <laughs> and and so the the really beautiful thing here is that Solomon seal is also helping to build in that flexibility and that adaptability on the emotional level so it's like eh, this is hard for me but that's okay I can sit with that and I can work on it until it gets a little easier I can be a little adaptable with these feelings of difficulty so I just love it I just love to look at the way that plants work on the physical body and also on the emotional body as well. That's really cool. Yeah, that's always really fascinated me. And I think from the very first class I took with you, I was asking about that. (laughs) (laughs) It is something that we love to just obsess about. Elsie loves to obsess about her rope, which she is now thoroughly enjoying. Rin is just calmly talking while he's holding this rope that she's just yanking like crazy. Everybody has some movement today. Um, Another plant that's in this formula is ginger. Oh, ginger, how much I love you. Ginger is warming. It's a circulatory stimulant. And in general, if there's a problem, you got to get blood moving to it. Blood moving to whatever it is that's giving you trouble is going to bring oxygen and nourishment and clear out waste and metabolic debris and clear out inflammation. And it's just like, it's the stuff of life. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that warmth also helps to loosen things up and um, just make everything kind of flow and flex a little bit easier. So I love having ginger internally, externally, um, anytime that I have soreness. And I really love ginger for inflammation. I know that people are really all about turmeric for inflammation, but to me, ginger is actually far superior. (laughs) And I know that like, if we got a bunch of herbalists in the room, we could have a big debate about like, which one is better for inflammation in the body? Is it ginger or is it turmeric? But, um... And, you know, I am a person who tends to run cold, and ginger is more strongly warming than turmeric, so of course that's an appealing thing to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, as an anti-inflammatory, it is just a really wonderful plant. And then I also want to mention um, mullen root that is in here. And mullen root 
is really lovely for especially like that base of the spine. Um, and it can be really fun even to put the whole mullein plant into that tincture, like the root, the stalk, and some leaves into that tincture can also be super fun. Just in terms of like, if you look at a mullein plant, it's got a really strong, straight spine. And not like that's the only reason that, you know, like, but I do love it when, the, you know, the, the idea of the doctrine of signatures, not every plant looks like what it's good for. But occasionally you can be like, I know this is, this is very use. I know that this is a, a plant that's very handy for spine problems. And look, it does have a very straight spine. Like, and so I do, I, I get amused by doing that. But, um, but mullein root is really lovely for back pain. If you don't have mullein root, then mullein leaf is a fine substitute. And this is one that we were turned on to a long time ago by Jim McDonald. Yeah. And he was experimenting with it for back pain and was getting really good results. And we were like, ooh, that sounds cool. We want to do that too. So we started experimenting with it for back pain and we talked back and forth about, about all of our experiments and our results. And we were like, this is really awesome. It works really great. So, um, there are some other plants in that mix, which, um, if you're interested, you can find on page 140 in our book, Herbal Medicine for Beginners by Katja Swift and Madura. Pre-order it on Amazon now! I'm so, you guys, I'm so excited about our book. So <laughs> smooth with it. the product placement. I like it. <laughs> really well done. I'm just, I, I'm, you know... It's real. It's a book. It's got pictures and words. It's very exciting. It is pretty cool. Great. All right. So, um, I think, is that it for the week? That's it for the week, unless you happen to be local here in Boston. And if you are, then um, on Friday nights at 6.15, the amazing Claire Moore is teaching yoga and herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, six fifteen to seven thirty on Friday nights. It's ten bucks drop in, and um, really, it's the perfect way to transition out of your work week and into your weekend. So, and if you're, if you have date night plans on Friday night, you'll still be home in time to get a shower and get yourself all prettied up before you go out. So, yeah, come and check it out if you're local. It's right here at the school. Very nice. Yeah. Another way to integrate your movements and yes. together. Yes. Awesome. All right then. In that case, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye guys. Bye.